Welcome to another episode of Read, Eat, Repeat, the podcast for hopeful readers and humble cooks. Sal and I uh, love talking about new release fiction, which you don't have to have read um, in this podcast, and we love talking about the food within it. My name's Alisa Warren. And I'm Sally Kaloran. And today we're talking about three books. Whoa, we have really... (laughs) excelled in our own research this week. So I'm talking about, um, well, we're both talking about Cloud Cuckoo Land, which is the latest uh, book by Anthony Doerr. Um, Then we are talking about Marion Keys and also Laura Dave, um, her best-selling book, The Last Thing He Told Me. We're also talking about the food within the books and what we've cooked this week. Mm. But first, wow, I am taking it off with a book that I... Taking it off? Please. It is very hot in here. Stay close. Taking off (laughs) the podcast. We're launching into a cloud cuckoo land, um, which is which is written by Anthony Dua. Um, for people that don't know him, he wrote the book All the Light You Cannot See. Was that actually his fourth novel? God, I loved that book. Me too. I would highly recommend if you have not read that book, it is a bit dense at times and you really do have to pay attention to the characters and the plot and but by God, it's worth it. Isn't yeah. that just the most it's a, beautifully it's all written All the Light You Cannot See is about a blind girl in World War II mm. and um, it just takes your senses to another realm really. It's such an odd thing to write about, yeah. a blind girl yeah. in World War II. Yeah. And it starts off that book, I must tell you in case you it's not spoiling anything, her father teaches her how to navigate, is it Paris they're in? Or, yeah, I yeah, think so, yeah. By building her a model of their neighbourhood, not quite sure if it wouldn't be the whole city, for her to feel with her fingers so that she can find her way around. It and is so just she knows her way around beautiful. by like the third brick with the groove in it. It's Yeah, yeah. it's an incredible book. And that it goes through the war and Yeah, um, and so a bit and... about Anthony Doerr. He's an American writer. He's from Idaho. Mm. Um, All the Light was his fourth book wow no his fifth book is so, it that's a common thing isn't yeah. it yeah well I, I think and he often says I'm so glad I wrote four books before that one mm. because then I became really famous and then all of a sudden everyone's like what's his next book going to be like he's got such a big um yeah. kind that of, happened to Leanne Moriarty pedestal I remember she'd written yeah it had it big little lies yeah and she'd written four oh, yes. books which is actually her first book is my favorite of all her books is or isn't is ah big little lies is my favorite of her books yeah no that wasn't her first oh sorry yeah yeah she had written like four other books prior to that or three or something I also feel like that at the moment there seems to be a lot of publicity around Sally Hepworth is that oh so much she is hilarious to follow on Instagram yeah I love her too and I've only just gotten on to her I've read one of her books um and I actually think we should probably read yeah I think so I'd the love good to sister. they're all got similar titles yes um it's commercial would... fiction so I think she's um a bit like Leanne Moriarty right I'm which is which is not <laughs> Cloud Cuckoo anyway, Land. sorry back to your book oh my gosh so um think of running a marathon on a treadmill because wow. treadmill is really central to this book mm. or a perambulator um it is so, you know, you cannot read this book if you have long COVID or if you are suffering from any kind of sleep deprivation because it is like a marathon. Yeah. Um, 
It is amazing though. It's such an ambitious novel and I loved it so much. So it's got five main protagonists Mm -hmm. and they're set in three different, um, vastly different time periods. So you've got Constantinople in the 14th, uh, 15th century um, when the wall comes down before it is invaded by the Ottomans and turns into Istanbul. So you've got this amazing historical novel there and then you've got a present day, well, set in the 2020s, so um, kind of before the pandemic. And um, uh, then you've got the third time period is set in the future, so in a spaceship. So you've got sci-fi. I know. But the interesting thing is, like if anyone had... Imagine told me what this that book exactly. was about. I'm like, wow, okay. I would not have been interested in reading it. But each of the stories on in their own right and the characters, so there's two main characters from Constantinople, two main characters from um, 2020s mm. and one from in the future, Constance. Mm. All the stories are so compelling in their own right and then you're kind of wondering why am I, why, how are they related to each other and they're all related through a text um, that is meaningful to them. It's the mm. same text. So there's a book within the book which is called Cloud Cuckoo Land. And um, Cloud Cuckoo Land apparently because I had to research what that even meant because I felt like there was history behind that. Um, and it's not a common term in Australia, I don't think. Have you heard no, about I it? No, I haven't, no. But it is in, I think, Britain and the US, which, which describes a utopian place between heaven and earth. Oh. And so, um, you know, when things aren't going well in earth, you would want to potentially escape to cloud cuckoo land where everything is amazing. But in reality, it might not be this utopian dream because nothing really is and you might want to go back to earth. So it Holy is. Holy smokes. Yeah. It wow. is, but it's fantastic because it's written so well. It took Anthony seven years to write this book and it is so incredibly researched. It was so interesting. I absolutely loved it. I would go as far as saying it's the best thing I've read this year. Well, <laughs> well we're a few days Three. in really. <laughs> but um, look, it's the it is so different to All the Light, but mm. it is so great. I um, Isn't I, that the skill of a great writer? To oh, be able, it's almost like being a great actor to be able to play all these different roles yeah. and research these different well, books. Because the, um, the text that joins them all is kind of um, set in Greek mythology, um, kind of loosely related to the um, Iliad and the Odyssey. Mm. There's 24 chapters to it. There's 24 chapters in the Greek alphabet. Um, There's 24 chapters in the Iliad and in the Odyssey. So it's very connected to that. But it shows, it really is a tribute to books and to storytelling and to librarians um, because there's a librarian, it could be like an artificial intelligent um, librarian, but it is someone who protects the books within the, the different um, time periods. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, they're all linked together. So it is a brilliant book. I highly recommend, but um, it's one of those books that once you've read it once, I will think about it for a while and I keep going back to thinking about other things and then researching it. But I don't think I'd read it again. Like mm. I'm done. Yes. It was a marathon and I've done that and I don't think I'd go back to it. One definitely to a book to have in the bookshelf to kind of like say, I read that. Like, <laughs> Show off. This is this is my gold trophy. It was fantastic. Um, How long other, did it take you to read it? Oh, not long. Because so, you were so into it. Yeah, I was so into it. Wow. it. I couldn't put it down in the end. It sounds a bit like, did you ever read, it must have been like 
15 years ago, uh, People of the Book by Geraldine Oh, yeah, Box. I loved that book. Yeah, it sounds quite similar yeah, to that. Yeah, look, it is. Um, in terms of the complex narrative. Mm. And the also, text that's yeah, related the, yeah, throughout yeah, the book. Yeah. yeah, And the kind of tribute. I mean, the environment is also plays a central character in this book and kind of the destruction and the deterioration of the earth and nature over greed and mm. um, I... I listened to Anthony and he kind of um, described the genre of the book as jokingly, the author, as um, a literary sci-fi mystery young adult historical morality novel. Wow. (laughs) It's like... Uh, so everything (laughs) it's a bit of everything I look I think you'd love it but I think you would be yeah like it it is exhausting to read just in terms of um you're constantly going okay who's this guy again and uh, but about probably a third of the way the book it just all comes together yeah I like that you have to push through a lot of books I actually found his first book like that um, the, all the light I yeah, found okay. I had to keep pushing myself because I thought there must be a reason why everyone loves this book which yeah. is obviously with this one as well it's on the bestseller list and I it has been there for some time I keep seeing it there yeah so well obviously a fuss so. for, yeah a good reason I would go as far as to give this book four and a half stars out of five mm. it's wow. really clever what did it lose the stars for like the half star a half star mm. well I just, um, it's not typically a book that I would enjoy. I love historical fiction. Mm. So it's not, I mean, this is historical fiction, but it's also like pretty out there in some other ways. I think it's brilliant and it is a work of art and it is um, incredibly written and I think he is a fantastic author Um so, but I just don't think I can give it ten star, five stars because <laughs> ten, ten out of ten. Out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Good. And <laughs> any food in the book? <laughs> the food in the book. Yeah. I don't know if I'm trusting your food today because you're sitting there with a bottle of um, urine. It looks like wee. <laughs> Is that kombucha? It's ginger and lime and yeah. it tastes as bad as that it looks. disgusting. Um, okay, so the food within the book, there was actually surprisingly because one of my friends said to me when I told her I was doing this podcast, she's like, what if there's no food in the book? I'm like, there's always food in the always book. Always food in the book. There um, is. You can always find some kind of foodie thing. Look, there's, there is, food is definitely not a theme in the book. Starvation mm-hmm. is probably a theme that is in the book. Um, in the spaceship is has the most fo- food of any um time period because they print it on a they use this nourish powder to create food in a food printer Um, but there is um, four farms on the spaceship where they can get fresh ingredients so it made me think about what I um, grow in my garden oh yeah what do you grow this is the loose connection Yeah, so we have set up a veggie garden in our back lane Mm. it actually borders a mechanic and probably is you know, really toxic, but we <laughs> we, we grow doing our best. We grow pumpkins. We wow. grow tomatoes, self seeded tomatoes. They just yeah. pop up everywhere. We've got a compost bin happening. How We've do got, you tame the pumpkins? What are they growing? Or they just grow, they grow on the road themselves. and then cars drive yeah. over them. <laughs> People also steal them. Yeah, I bet they do. Oh. People are so you have to um, buy them 
get them early. And then we've got a community garden out the front of our house which has like rosemary and a lime tree and so that is the thing. And then on the farm we grow, we have more um, veggies Mm. which is quite great at the moment because there's not a lot of fresh produce getting to regional areas. And also things are growing really quickly in this weather on the east coast of Australia. We've had so much rain. So much rain, so much humidity, heat, sun. Um, we are, we don't grow a lot. I feel like I'm busy. I grow four children. I can't be growing too much food. But luckily we have a couple of great neighbours who grow a lot of food. And yesterday you do, don't you? I had this uh, one of our uh, neighbours, he's Italian, um, they're retired and they grow everything their backyard is no grass it's just full of veggies oh, You've like laneways through it fantastic. and they dropped off a bunch of those beautiful ox heart tomatoes oh yum and then just some smaller yellow ones they're about the size of a golf ball so not a tiny cherry but yeah um, are they full of flavor they're beautiful you can eat them like apples oh, and in fact I might just do some tomato salads over the next couple of days do you know my favorite tomato salad is just when you cut up the tomato put it with burrata mm, and oh, basil and then so a drizzle good. of balsamic it's so, so easy good. and it is so and delicious. when you have good produce yeah. that's all you need to do because often the tomatoes you buy have mm. no flavor so this beautiful couple who gave us the tomatoes the the wife used to work at the local grocery store and when I would buy groceries I would think I'll go through her checkout because she's so lovely and we'd have a quick catch up and as she was scanning my items she would say Aliza see these you're gonna grow these <laughs> I love it like why would I bother why would I bother buying little tomatoes or basil? She'd be so horrified when oh, I bought yeah. herbs. She's See, like, basil, I you come and get these go through so quickly. Mm. It never lasts long enough. You can just garden. pick it and eat it. It's yeah. so delicious. Yeah. Well, I loved that um, book review, if you like. Yes. It was very interesting and I have been really thinking about that book, so I must borrow it. I have read something completely different. <laughs> Two books, very different, all three really, from each other. The first one I have to talk about and highly recommend is called Rachel's Holiday. You may have heard of it. It's Marion Keyes's famous book that she wrote 25 years ago, which I didn't read back then because it just wasn't really my No, buzz. I haven't read it. Yeah, look, I read it and it is a bit time warpy in the sense that there's no reference to like texting or mobile phones. Um, they're still calling on oh, landlines wow, and so of course. on. Yeah, and at the front of the book, it says uh, Leanne Moriarty, to mention her name again, she um, is quoted as calling it a masterclass. I adored it. That's her review and I thought that's an odd thing to write. Like wouldn't you just say amazing or great or something? Yeah. Um, masterclass is, reminds me of MasterChef. But it turns out that's exactly what it is. So oh. if there's people out there who are interested in writing anything, this is a great masterclass in how to do it. Oh, it's really okay. smart. It's not that boring chick lit kind of vibe that I think maybe after churn, this book churn. many publishers were trying to recreate wow. this magic and make like, you know, Because Marion Keys really stuff. is the boss of. Isn't she? But it's not chick litty. I mean it's got a hot pink colour cover, which is a shame because it shouldn't, it just makes it seem a bit more yeah. chick litty. Yeah. Um. I really loved it. It's basically about this gorgeous Irish girl in her late 20s who lives in New York and is a drug addict. So it's about her reform and addiction and her identity within her family and her friends. Um, And it ends up that as the years have unfolded, 
if you follow Marianne Keys, you'll have an idea that she also had her own addiction issues. So it's she a bit autobiographical. I think it may be. Um, and she speaks about her own issues and I did read a quote where she says it was an illness that ran its course and it was something that took time. Funnily enough, actually, this week, so I read this book and I really loved it and there were some really beautiful things in there and she talks about baking and she actually posted an Instagram post this week, Marion Keys, and I don't think she's a prolific social media user. Yeah. Um, was it funny? I love her um content I listen to podcasts where she's interviewed and she's just hilarious I find myself like wetting my pants she's so funny and her and her accent the way she talks it's like that in itself is so warm and gorgeous yeah so she wrote in this post this is literally like days ago 11 years ago today I made this birthday cake it's a picture of this beautifully made cake with the like marzipan and it's like a garden Mm. for a friend who loves gardening at the time I was in capitals deep in the bleakness and honest to God, decorating cakes with this detail was one of the saving of me, more so than even baking them. Even now, remembering those few years makes a shadow pass over the sun. But I'm still here and today I feel happy, grateful and 68% normal. (laughs) 68% is very good. Back then, if you told me that a time would come where I wouldn't feel like I was in the horrors, I wouldn't have believed you, but it did happen. If you're going through the ringer, please try to have faith that one day you'll be again delighted to be alive. Oh, gosh. beautiful? Isn't that amazing? Because I didn't know any of that and I would never have suspected it because, you know, I love audiobooks, but Marion Keyes' audiobooks are incredible because she narrates them. And I just laughed. The last one I listened to was called Grown Ups. I think that was her last novel. Oh, yeah. And I think it went for something like 28 hours. Yeah, And it was 28 hours of just pure joy just listening oh, to her voice. I could listen to her until the cows come home. Yeah, she's great. In this book she does refer to some baking. So, yeah, it must have been at a point where she was, I don't know, either discovering it or – had been using it in the past to help her. So this girl, Rachel, goes to rehab. The yeah. whole book is her in rehab. It's wow. such a great journey. And you know that as you open it up, you know, here's this girl struggling. She's going to rehab. You know that everything will be okay in the end. It's that yeah. kind of rom-com vibe. Yeah. Um, but it's the journey of her rehab that is so gorgeous. And, and is it funny? Is it a funny yeah, novel? Yeah, it's funny and it's real and it's smart. So you become almost her best friend, her sidekick. Rachel's. Rachel's. And you have to try and decipher all the lies because she is a prolific liar because she's an addict. And as the novel goes on, you're like, oh, yeah, right, I can see now. Do you almost want to, is it like Tully, like Mm. where you just don't really like her or do you like Rachel? you love her. Okay. You love her. No, Tully, Paulina Simons, Tully. Yeah. Yeah. I hated her. I hated her too, but God, I couldn't finish. I couldn't help but finish that book. Yeah, me too. She says in this book, um, awful as I felt, there was something comforting about measuring and sieving the flour and sugar and desecrated coconut, as Mum called it, <laughs> breaking in the <laughs> eggs, pausing momentarily for a brief gag because at this point she's not feeling the best, <gasps> stirring it all around in a bowl and putting the sticky mixture into little paper cases that had sprigs of holly on them. It made me think of when I was a little girl and I used to help my mother in the days before she gave up baking forever. Isn't that nice thinking oh, about gorgeous. those beautiful young memories you have and baking and it's actually the process is so healing as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. My kids love baking with me. Yeah. So I read this book because, not because I wanted to have a little flashback oh, yeah, to, to 25 me. years ago, 
She has written a sequel called Again, Rachel. It's been reviewed by a few people. I think in Ireland there's a couple of writers I follow who have said it's as amazing as the first one. It comes out in February. So we'll have to read that. I'm happy to read that one and bring that. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it was really great. Um, I also read The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. It's a Reese Witherspoon um, book club Yeah, I love her picks. Well, not all of them actually. Not all of them either, but I think quite a few of them go to the New York Times bestseller list. I I wonder the link though. You what, sorry? Yeah, I think it's probably because of the book club that they become Yeah, do you think? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I have read a couple of hers, The Crawdad Sing, she did. Oh, yeah, I love that. I don't think that would be because of her. I mean, it wouldn't have hurt, would <laughs> No, it? I, I agree with that one. But some others, like, you know, that really annoying person that I really didn't like her book? Oh, Glennon Doyle. Yeah. <laughs> Apologies to anyone who's really into Glennon Doyle. Which Sal a lot of people are. Her. I'm sorry, but I'm she's into her. very irritating. Yeah, she's very American. Anyway, um, <laughs> yes, they do have a real love in there. So I read this book because I was like, geez, it must be all right. And I really, I really liked it. It was a it's a book about a white collar crime situation. Um, a man is onto his second marriage with a lady called Hannah, and he has brought with him a teenage daughter. He goes missing because he's committed this white-collar crime and left her with a big old mess and having to bring up his daughter, who hates her. What? Yeah. So then she goes on this long, the book is, and that's not spoiling anything that happens in the first few pages. Yeah, right. Then the book is her unravelling what the hell and why did he. Is it a bit like Melissa Caddick? Yeah, it is a bit like that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. and then she just tries to figure out what, what on earth happened and try and bond with this teenager. It's a funny thing just thinking about teenagers, oh. like everything about it. She's just. I'm just so glad you're going to go have a teenager before me so yeah, you, you can just, just impart your wisdom. Yeah, but see, I'll have a boy yet. And so my son is 11, eldest son, and then we've both got girls the same age who mm. are nine. Look out. Heaven help us. <laughs> we'll have to do a podcast every day just to escape. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> With Joe Lamble, the, um, yeah, the gorgeous psychology. <laughs> so in this book, she cooks, she makes a burnt butter pasta dish for oh, her um, for yum. her stepdaughter who I hates like everything it. about the butter. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of the butter going, all oh, right. So she burns it and mucks it up. And I was thinking about dishes that I've made for my family that, Oh, what do you what do you make it for a dish for someone who really dislikes you? You just can't win. You can't win. They're gonna hate. Oh, do you know what? Maybe you could. Maybe that's you know a way what, to like someone's a, heart. A teenage girl stomach. like a tuna salad. Or... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't eat fish. I don't um, eat salad. Um, I'm vegan. Yeah, just something on TikTok. Oh. You know, all it's got to be is like if they're making sayos with icing, you could just make that like it, <laughs> like a, that vodka tomato vodka. <laughs> sauce thing do you know what i heard also they made on tiktok like pretty much tuna pasta tp oh, you love your tp <laughs> i love a tp went to a friend's house and she was pretty much making tuna pasta See, i'm not on tiktok i'm too old no nor am i but she was telling me this is a tiktok pasta i was like this how is old is your TP? oh she's but she's down with she's a bit older but she's down with it she's oh, pretty she's cool. cool so i would Definitely recommend reading Rachel's Holiday and I would also recommend The Last Thing He Told Me. Yeah, Look, I want to read that book. It's good. There's a few parts of it where I'm like, that's a stretch, as oh, if she okay. would turn up and he'd be there. It's a bit Mission Impossible. Sure. Do you think there'll be a movie? 
there made is. out of it. Oh, when you already... get to the last page, oh, God. it says this has been commissioned to be a movie and Julia Roberts is the main character. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so maybe I'll just watch the movie. Yeah. no. Is it worth it? The movie will be better than the book. I can't believe I'm saying that. It will be. Okay. They'll make it better. Okay. Okay, um, I'm going to hang out. Just out, hang out. And out. Julia Roberts, where is she? Can she be in all the movies? Why? why? Oh, are they shooting that in Australia? She's no, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would recommend reading it, though, if you've got it on the bookshelf or you feel like a page turner. I read it in like 24 hours. Oh, okay. All right. Get on board. I, sometimes books are good for that. Now, our last segment for mm. the podcast mm. today is to talk about what we have cooked this week. Mm. What no you cheating. Cooked? Well, I've just, well, you, what have you made this week? Oh, my God. So I made plum jam because we've got this plum tree. It's full of these delicious ripe plums. Um, and I gave my Belinda Jeffries book away. Well, it wasn't actually mine. I bought it as a gift. I bought two copies, gave them both away. So a I Year of Sundays. A Year of Sundays. It's a beautiful book about. It's, it's a stunning book. She I actually like need a, to buy it for myself. Buy it for yourself. She makes a thing. We've spoken about it before the on the plum podcast. Jam, she, yes. The plum jam, the fail-proof She makes plum it through jam. the year. Yep. And well, I didn't things. follow her recipe, which is why my plum jam failed I think I mucked up the ratio of plums to sugar she pretty much says you cannot muck this up mm, yeah you did I think I put three times the amount of plums as you meant to and she right. also added apples as pectin which I didn't read because oh. I didn't do that I just followed a recipe um that I found online and it is plum syrup which is actually delicious on ice cream. I'm going to try some. But oh, live tasting. <laughs> but I it is just not jam. I, I know you can't actually drink it. It's like a smoothie texture. My kids have it on yogurt. Mm. Mm. Oh yum. Yeah. It just tastes like pureed plums yeah, really, which is what plums. it is, but sweet. Yeah, I think God, that, I love a plum. Yeah, how good are plums? We've mm. got two plum trees. Well, I think you've got to have two because they that's how they cross pollinate. Oh. But um Yum. Sal, that's really nice. If that had worked out. <laughs> I know, imagine how nice it would be. So I, my mom is hilarious. I gave her a bottle of syrup and she goes, mm, I'm just gonna turn it into jam. So she did. Oh. She put it on the stove oh, and clever. I know. Clever. Who has time for that though? Well I'm like, I'm just giving my Failure. Okay. Can you just give it people? all to your mum and then resend <laughs> she might it out? Give it back. Yeah, so in fact, give <laughs> this jar to her, let her sort it out, and then I'll and give then it send back it to back you to next me. Week. Oh, look, um, I love your quest to make the perfect jam. Yeah. Can you continue? I can I because be I've, jam got, I've got the next plum tree is only becoming ripe this week. Yes. So I'm going to have another crack at, at the plum jam and I'm going Please. to follow the recipe and put some apple in there. Belinda's recipe. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. I love your and, jam mission. And what have you been cooking? So with? I made a um, zucchini slice this week, which is so delicious. Oh. I just looked it up. Did I you put to... bacon in it? Yeah, key. Yeah. Key ingredient. That's what I find too. Is bacon. Yes. Or if you don't have any, just some ham. It needs a little yeah. saltening up. With onions? So I did, I just diced an onion, grate a zucchini. Sometimes I grate like three. If oh, I've got them, yeah. Grate a carrot. Do you have to get the juice out of the zucchini? No, the water? none of that. Just yeah. chuck it in. Don't make life hard for yourself. Okay. <laughs> and um, onion. What else did I do? I chucked in a tin of corn, like corn Ooh, kernels. Oh, yep. Bit of bacon, self-raising flour, handful of cheese, five eggs. Do, 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 stir it up. Chuck it in the pot in the oven for half an hour. My kids love it. Do they? And then I serve it with a big thing of mash because for dinner. I, 
I don't yeah. want people coming down to me and then an hour later going, I'm hungry, can I have some tiny teddies? Yeah. Yeah, no. Or toast. Yeah. Yeah. So I would highly recommend that. I actually got it off taste but then I just jazzed it up a bit. and Bazzed it up. Yeah, and I threw in a whole bunch of other things, which then got me to, to thinking I love zucchini. I put in absolutely everything that I cook. And I recently made a zucchini loaf that I took off Susie Burrell's Instagram page. She's that dietitian. Oh, yeah. Um, she's really terrific and a great follower. I really like her stuff and her general healthy ethos. Um, and she had a zucchini loaf that didn't have much sugar in it because, heaven help you, it is so hard to find a zucchini loaf that isn't just full of sugar. Oh, wow. Online. So you don't add any sugar? Oh, I think there's like a tiny bit but not oh, much, okay. not like the other ones. It's worth I'll find it and if anyone's interested, I can repost it. Do you know another follow that Matt put me on to is Chef Arazio? Oh. So he has, um, I might have even mispronounced his name, which I hope I haven't, but um, he has these, um, Matt grabbed my phone and made me follow him, but he has these fantastic dishes that he cooks and then he saves them all in his stories. Oh, um, and they're so good. There's lots of seafood ones that you love. Oh, and um, Easy though. Easy is where I'm at. Well, yeah, a little bit easy. Yeah, you guys are pretty advanced. They make it, house. he makes it easy. Yeah. Um, anyway, it was Matt's birthday this week and he wants me. He's asked oh, that for Can you his, recreate his Instagram feed? Yeah, which I won't <laughs> be able to do. Like he does lots of um, barramundi and pancetta and even just like pork cutlets. And oh, yeah. so I'm going to be doing that. Lots of pasta dishes. Ooh, mm. One's called Vodka Dicks. I like that one. I beg your pardon. <laughs> Well, Matt's going to be having a great birthday. <laughs> On that note, happy birthday, Matt. <laughs> we'll see you next time. You've been married too long for that. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>